0: the grain roll up Girlfriend, wanna wanna like me cause I ain't tryna control her She call me when she wanna change Black diamond, my peaky ring And she know you weak and we ain't the same You hit the scene, I make the scene I'm in her head like Maybelline H time so I made the lean I'm in her soul, I make her scream I don't ride the toll, don't pay for change I'm easy tag like Peter Pan She want a man, don't need a man I'm flying down your boulevard She cooking dinner with your pants Draped up, tripped out yo bitch know what I'm talking about Pulls up, up pull Lot, we get it popping in the parking lot She like to do it with the lights on Don't matter to me if it's dark or not I'm cheated up, East up Fossil pants, I'm hard as rock Girl, I know
1: alright my people this is never out of bounds you already know what time of day it is this is friday this is a special friday edition let's get it we're gonna get right into it uh let's get to the world on the street now indian officials have cut off internet access to the northeast uh parts of the country uh recently mobs have beaten and lynched Three men after rumors and viral uh, viral videos have been spread through text Uh, 25 similar incidents have been going on in the past uh, year now the uh, the press is reporting false uh, uh, reporting these false and inflammatory uh, videos and texts were uh, sent via messages on the app uh, on whatsapp Um, if you are familiar with that that's a that's another text messaging app Um, you know Instant message if I'm not mistaken. All that video, all that. Now uh the government has is going to deny access and uh deny the internet and access to mobile message messaging services uh for the next 48 hours in that region. In a town called Sabroom, a man by the name of Sunkata Chakraboti, uh a rumor rouser, quote unquote, was beaten with bricks and sticks for warning people about these false messages via uh, uh what do you call those Bullhorns. uh megaphone uh also four other men were chased, harassed and then beaten and killed on suspicion of child kidnapping. Now this is interesting because uh excuse me, uh no arrests have been made at the moment, but numerous people are being questioned. Now, uh, the attacks started occurring last year when uh, videos of child adju- uh Pakistani child abductions and basically text warning uh, kidnapping just started uh, getting people riled up. And, you know, I guess first being concerned, but I think just overly you know violent as well now like i said these rumors were spread on the whatsapp on whatsapp and led to the lynching of six men now this is the first round of uh the videos and the text messages being sent out and the rumors pretty much uh now this pretty much the second round of messages came out in february and it led to the killing of a migrant worker uh 25 year old migrant worker and this is pretty much the attacks are pretty much carried out on the quote-unquote outsiders uh not necessarily uh, from a different state or from a different town or from a different country altogether. Like I said, this is a migrant worker. Um, like I said, these second string of videos came out in February and so far nine people have been killed. So this is uh, this year. So this is very interest. This is very uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, I'm not too sure. And it does seem like there's more to it than uh, just meets the eye. It might be some, um, some conspiracy there that's very weird um i'm not too sure if it's directed such or these rumors were directed at certain people or however uh however you know but uh it's very interesting like i said 20 25 cases this has happened nine deaths so far reported uh and it's just weird you know like i said uh text messaging it's a killer so you gotta look out for it now, more local news on my side of the world in California they've officially ended the soda tax i don 't know how to feel about it it 's whatever uh, Now, this ban will not only end taxes on soda but any new grocery taxes for the next two next twelve years. Arizona and Michigan have also passed similar bans, and Oregon will be able to vote on theirs in November uh the the California government basically went along with this because they wanted to block a ballot measure, which they ended up doing uh, this ballot. This ballot measure would make it hard for cities and counties from raising uh, taxes at all. Um, the quote that I got here, the quote that I got here was pretty interesting because I wanted to expand a little bit more how I felt about it. Um, this is from a Democratic senator by the name of uh, Scott Wiener. The and basically it goes like this. The industry is aiming a nuclear weapon at. Uh, At government in California saying, if you don't do what we want, we are going to pull the trigger and you are not going to be able to fund basic uh, government services. Now, I, I kind of understand it, but uh, I think that's the least of his worries. Uh, I think, you know, California does a, a hell of a job taxing his people, but yet and still we ain't getting paid enough to live out here. Everything's expensive out here. So it's not so much the 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 corporations, quote unquote. Of course they have their agendas too, but it ain't like the government is doing us any favors either by make you know, giving us any type of affordable housing or any type of well paying job or cutting back on their taxes. I mean I get it, you know, and I get it, you know, taxes are supposed to fund these services, but I don't see where California services are all that much better than any other places I've been to. So I'm going to leave it there. Of course, uh, a decision like this is going to set off uh, health advocates who felt that uh, this was necessary in the or in order to fight uh, obesity and other health complications. Now, I, I get the premise behind that uh, is making it more difficult for people to buy it. But then again, it, it's almost like. In a way, it's class warfare, because to be honest, it's not again, it's not like they're making, you know, you go to a place like, you know, it's like, you know, we know that, you know, the food that they put in some of these stores is boo boo boo. We know the quality, but it's not like they're making, you know, Whole Foods quality stuff affordable again. You know, they're not really helping us out in that regard. So. I mean just the tax just the tax to sodas just the tax to the regular common working people who that's pretty much all they can afford in the first place. Thank you, Democrats for not really real seeing that one through, and I'm kinda glad it's falling in y'all face because y'all y'all get too y'all get too tax heavy That's one thing I will say about the liberals and the left the left, and they do that they do tax a little bit, and I'm not too sure where all this money that y'all taxing is going to anything that's special because everything keeps. Everything keeps raising in price. You're not in, increasing our pay rate. So um Yeah, you want us to tax you you still want to tax soda and stupid shit. I hey, you know, it's the way it is. It didn't work. And um it's in y'all face. So you all deal with that. Now there was now there was a study done by a professor at Cal Berkeley uh that did uh that did report that sales had gone down of soda in grocery stores, and in general. But, again, you know, I, 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 that's more so because pricing as opposed to, you know, oh, it's really that bad for me, you know. Um, again, it's not like all the best food for you, the food that we're supposed to be eating, is on an affordable scale for us. We already know if we go to places like Whole Foods right now, you won't be able to buy stuff from there. Sprouts, same thing. So you kind of are – at, you know, the mercy of, you know, what's affordable. Thanks a lot, California, and I'm glad the tax is gone. Y'all can suck our dick now. Anyway, we're going to take a break, and we will be back, we'll be back with the news. Y'all come back now here. Yeah? All right, my people. We are back. We're we'll going to get into this NBA news. Well, it's official. I'm wrong. Again, uh, looks as though LeBron has decided to opt out of his last year in Cleveland, thus becoming an unofficial, uh, sorry, uh, unrestricted free agent. And that means he could sign anywhere. Uh, the contract was going to be worth thirty-five point six million, like I said, just for the year. And this pretty much excludes uh, Houston from the LeBron sweepstakes because uh, they won't be able to afford them. Uh, they they were hoping to maybe possibly be able to do a side and a sign and trade, but that doesn't look like it's going to going to work. Uh, LeBron is an unrestricted free agent, so he's free on the market. Uh, we all know that probably means he's probably going to be a Laker, but we'll see. Because here we got Paul George uh, Paul George has also decided to opt out of his contract With the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder Also becoming a uh, unrestricted free agent His contract was for about a year as well I think he was going to be bringing in about 20.7% yeah, 20.7 20, million. Uh, last year he averaged about 22 points and five rebounds. Uh, he's definitely, like I said, as a free agent, he can choose to sign wherever he wants to go. It depends on who has the money to take him. Uh, we all pretty much know that's the Lakers. That's who's interested. They're also interested in Kawhi Leonard as well. So it's, it's, uh, It should be interesting this offseason. We pretty much know where that's where we're headed. Those two guys are pretty much going to be the main guys. They're going to be worried about also Kawhi as well. So you guys got to keep a lookout for it. Uh, Let's move on to the MLB. Um, There's an attendance problem going on with Major League Baseball right now. And uh, attendance is down 6.5% this year. Uh, The average crowd is about 27,483 Average is about uh, 27,403 people Which is less than last year Which was was about 29,402 people uh, a lot of this has to dis well some of the problem is uh it has to do with the weather this year. Uh 37 games have been post, uh postponed already. There were about 39 last year. Now in three in three seasons between uh 2005 2005 excuse me to 2017 there were only uh three times in which there was uh more than 37 postponements. Now not only uh does the rain uh play a factor in why some of these games uh, uh, are cancelled but also weather in general. Uh there's been a lot of cold games this year. Uh in April there have there was already thirty five games that uh that at pitch uh the at, at the time of the first pitch uh the temperatures were forty degrees or lower. So that's not a good uh you know fans don't want to show up to that. Baseball is a baseball's different. It's not like football, you know. I guess they don't like forty degree weather. They don't want to be bothered with all that. Uh and also I think a lot of the a lot of the issues do come from, you know, the the smaller market teams as well as the teams that are struggling. Um Miami uh definitely has an attendance problem as well. Uh they haven't really been able to rectify their situation in a lot of years. And that's because they you know, they don't really have any all stars. They let a lot of them go. Uh they had Carlos uh Stannon and Ozuna. Uh that those didn't uh you know, pan out there, and so now they're gone. So they don't really have anybody to bring in there. Um, so it's unfortunate for some teams. Uh, they're just trying to get by with what they can. Again, there is some weather to it, uh, weather issues for some teams. Also, just you know, some teams just aren't uh, just just aren't popular enough, and just aren't bringing in the bodies, and that's unfortunate. Well, we're looking at the month of you know July. And when we get to this time of the year, this is when we start talking about the awards for baseball. So we're going to talk a little bit about some MVP, MVP candidates and award candidates as well. Uh, so we're going to start off with the AL MVP. Now, the forerunner to the AL MVP is none other than your boys, the center fielder from the Angels himself, Mike Trout, who has a 320 average this year, and uh, he's the league leader in home runs, and he has a also in home runs and on-base percentage, and he's currently twelve for. Twelve on stolen bases, uh, one of the premier defenders in the outfield right now uh, this year. So he's definitely your your forerunner. Now uh somebody who could give him a run of his run for his money possibly uh is going to be Mookie Betts the right fielder from uh Boston. Now he has a 336 average, 41 RBIs and a 423 on base percentage. So he's getting he's offensively he's showing up as well. Also again, he's one of the top defenders in the outfield as well. So that's that's uh Mike Trout's competition. I still would probably depends just on how the season goes. Um, more than likely, it looks like my trout is probably going to be your, your league MVP. Well, it depends. I think if if, if, if Mookie can, can can hit some more homers and uh, the Red Sox maybe they win a division or something like that, we'll see. We'll see actually how it goes. Uh, off to the NFL. I'm mean, sorry, the NL, the National League. The, uh, for the National, MV, uh, National League MVP, the forerunner we got now was Freddie Freeman, first baseman uh, from the Atlanta Braves. 333 average, uh, 433 on base percentage. Uh, and then also He's uh, f- a fourth in the NL in total bases, uh, just just uh, just total base hits. So he's a, he's definitely a good hitter, uh, definitely good in the infield defending. Um, so he's pre- and he's pretty much the leader on that Braves team. And now we got uh, for the Rockies, Noel Arenado, third baseman. Uh, he's currently hitting, uh, he's currently got 19 homers, 56 RBIs, and a 307 average. Uh, again, he's on a, on a pretty decent squad right now. It would be, uh, I think if you know some of these squads are able to get to the playoffs, some of these players like Mookie Betts, if they're able to win win the divisions, I think that'll go a long way into getting them some votes. Now let's talk about the uh, Cy Young Award. Let's talk uh, start with the uh, NL. Excuse me. We got Jacob DeGrom from the uh, New York Mets. He's pitched in about sixty-five innings only so far this season, but he has eighty-five Ks, and he leads the NL in. ERA with 152. Now, so far, he's only allowed three home runs this season. That's. That's deep. Cause, uh, even the next best one, the next best pitcher in the league, I I might say, uh, Justin Verlander. He's in the AL, but he, uh, he's allowed 11 home runs. So that just ought to show you something right there. Now, uh, his main competition right now is going to be Matt Scherzer, Matt Scherzer, excuse me, from the Washington Nationals. Now his record is at a 10 and four, a little bit, uh, you know, he's pitched a lot more than, uh, DeGrom. Obviously look at the record. DeGrom's record overall is five and three compared to a 10 and four now uh serzer also has a lot of strikeouts at w- as well he has 165 compared to the grom's 85 and his era is a little bit lower but again that's because he's he's played in a lot more innings a lot more games so he's sitting at a two uh 204 yard ERA, era excuse me now off to the AL Cy Young. Now I just mentioned Dustin Verlander before. He's sitting at a one point eighty-two ERA, and also he has a, a strike strike to ball ratio of uh, six point five three. So he's throwing six more strikes than he's throwing balls. So he's he's uh, he's solid. Now he also has a lot of strikeouts as well. He has one hundred thirty-six uh, right now, which I believe in terms of the AL. Um, I want to say that's, that's tops in terms of strikeouts, but, uh, let's go to his competition. He's going to be going up against this year. Corey Kluber, who, uh, who plays for the Indians and he's sitting on an 11 and four record. Um, let's see it. 115 innings pitched so far. Sorry, 113.5, 115 strikeouts. Um, and also a 2.54 ERA. So a lot of these pitchers are doing really good. Remember last, uh, I think it was a couple days ago, where I talked about the uh, the homers uh, not being so much of a factor. And I think a lot of it is because, and I told you, a lot of it is because of these pitchers. These pitchers are a lot better than they used to be. So that has a lot to do with it. Now, off to the Rookie of the Year awards. We'll end it up, we'll end everything off here. Uh, for the AL, we got uh, Shohei Okani. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing his name wrong but he's the dh in the pitcher for uh the angels if, not, if i'm not mistaken he has a 291 era 36 uh 376 on base percentage and so far he has 14 extra base hits and uh, as a pitcher he's uh, struck out 52 batters and he has a 3.35 era this is pretty good now, off to the rookie uh, of the year for the NL. We got Christian Villanueva, third baseman for the Padres. So far, he has 14 home runs, with this, which is second in the NL. Also, 51 hits and about 250, uh, about 200. Little under 200 appearance, uh, plate appearances, and also 38 RBIs, so he's on the rise as well. All right, y'all, we're gonna take one last break when we come back. I told you guys we're gonna do that Friday review, it is Friday, so we wanted to get that out to y'all tonight. So I hope y'all enjoy it. We will be back soon.
0: Por un hombre que no vale un centavo Pobre diablo Llora por un pobre diablo ¡Elié! ¡Y qué palo bachaste! ¡Pobre diablo!
1: Alright, y'all. Like I said, we were gonna uh, review this Friday uh, starring Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Now, um, the reason why I wanted to uh, get into this movie, per se, is because in in, in reality, I wanted to talk about black uh, cinema in general. And this is, I feel, is kind of just an extension in general of that. Um, About a couple years ago, about a year ago, I started getting into a uh a youtuber um a movie review critic by the name of nostalgia critic now um if you haven't heard of him, he has a decent following he's part of this uh conglomerate ca- called channel Awesome They do a bunch of little things on youtube uh more uh more so with the movies and everything movie reviews and everything and uh a few months ago uh sometime last year he did a review of uh Bay Bay's kids. I don't mind it, you know, he has a right to have his feelings about it, Uh, but that just made me start to think, um, I don't really see a whole lot of black critics or black uh, movie reviews, uh, black cinema, so I, I definitely, part of making this channel Uh, making this podcast, uh, and making the YouTube channel. Was to get into some of this uh, black cinema and talk a little bit about it. Um, Like I said, I didn't really feel like there was an uh, avenue for that, a place where people can discuss that. So I I wanted to be one of the the first ones, first major ones, or however you want to call it. So I'll I'll start off with Friday. Now, being that we all know so much about it, uh, we've all pretty much seen it, black, white, Mexican doesn't matter Um, I'm gonna do a little bit different we're not gonna necessarily talk about um, we're not gonna do a full synopsis summary per se of the movie we're just gonna get into certain uh, aspects of it we're gonna talk about it and then overall we're gonna talk about the the impact it's left uh, on the world on the world now um, one thing that I liked about my uh, movies of this period, especially in this time, and Friday did a good job of this too, was it encompassed the black experience as it is. Um, you know, you, you're dealing with Ice Cube who's waking up, you know, on, a, on his day off, uh, fired. This is this is something that, you know, happens with us all the time. This is this is this is true. This is a true statement. We've we've gone through this, Uh, you know, and this is dialogue with his father, you know, about the hog. You ain't been you ain't been back and forth about your with your father about who's eating out that fridge. You ain't. I don't know, man. You ain't living. It ain't even just that. I don't, I don't think that's just a black thing. I don't, that's a, that's a father and son thing. What you, what you contributing to this house to be eating this food, boy. Come on now. Now this is, these are, these are things that we see, you know, and this is what I love about it. You know, and, um, if you've ever seen the straight Outta of Compton movie and you guys remember the hotel scene where he comes up with that by Felicia line. I mean, this is, this is our imitating life. You know, you, you see the breakdown of that scene and it's just like, it. And is this and that's how a line would have to come about either. Either it would be in the same situation as you see it in the movie or maybe something different. But uh, I, I think, you know, all the source material and this is what I love about black black cinema. And I always give it. I'm not saying it's, you know, and these are and these aren't always your quote unquote Hollywood uh, big budget um. You know, saviors or these aren't something that, that Robert Ebert are going to give, you know, four stars to RIP or Roger the Ebert. Those guys and your, your critical, you know, your real critics are going to give a, a, a five star rating to. And even if you look on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb now, you'll see something like a 7.4, 74%. So, and I think this is why, you know, it's critical uh that somebody likes like that like that somebody like me or more people who are just fans in general of these movies speak out and say look man um you know they're and I'm not saying that it was a, a four-star movie or five star movie but it, it definitely it's definitely funny than a lot of people give a credit for. It's definitely ha- and it definitely has that bigger impact than um people give a credit for. And like I said uh black cinema just has a way of encompassing what we're going through as a people and just people in general, and it does a better and it does a better job of, you know, imitating the life than I feel regular Hollywood movies do. I think uh, Ice Cube got it, you know, in terms of he he in terms of the setting and cinematography during that setting, he he compassed South Central. This is what South, that's what South Central L.A. looked like at the time. This is the neighborhood uh you even down to the neighborhood billy played by zeus uh tiny lester debo you know come on this is this come if you you know and and not even and see the thing about it is and and we looked at it we look at it outside of it being just a black movie outside of it just you know the colors on it or whatever or ice cube this goes down in every neighborhood this is not just this is not just south central there's a debo everywhere I'm, I'm there's probably a big old Mexican debo right now, taking people's rosaries and elote. There's I'm there's not bet me. There's no big old white debo going around taking people's bikes. I bet you there is right now. I bet you I bet you go to the Chinatown right. There's a big old Chinese debo not playing. He will take your Mandarin chicken. He ain't playing with you. He Ain't gonna punk you. What? 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 What food? What change? playing this is and that's why i like it you know um you know whatever you know and this was ice Cube's first uh ever movie but you, you i mean it's like you could only like you could tell like you know he he had he had a talent he knew what he was doing because really all, all honest all in all honest. this is what i love about art art is truly a reflection an abstract uh, abstract if anything if you want to go abstract with it fine but it's an abstract reflection of what you're seeing what you're dealing with and uh Cube got it uh he had it um you know and that's what i loved about it 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 pretty much like i said it 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 described a community in a way that um that we knew like you know even bernie uh max uh character that came in for a little bit of uh, the preacher we knew about that come on we we saw that you know we know about the jehovah's witnesses or the religious pundits you know knocking on our door trying to talk to us for a little bit this you know it's not it's not giving you something you haven't seen which is good. Uh, but it's still at the same time, it's giving you something uh still great, still worthwhile. You know, the comedy was there. Every every scene, there was some real legitimate comedy to that. Um, and this is why it's hard for me when I look back and see a seven point four on IMDb, I gotta say, nah. I push it. I myself will push it to an eight or a nine. That's how good I think that movie is. That's that's uh that's pretty much what I think. I think it encompasses the experience. You know, waking up and being black in America. Damn, you lost your job on your day off. You don't get no realer than that. <laughs> you don't get no realer than that. Um, I uh, if anything, the one big takeaway that I will always take from it and i especially when I've gotten older it's smokey. I I think uh you can say what you want. I don't think Smokey was all that great of a friend. Uh I see why he went ahead and got the little rehab and all that, but um <laughs> I mean he wasn't no he wasn't even a real hustler. He got his partner in trouble because of his, you know, his His greed, I guess, him being selfish, you know. Uh, Everybody knows the rules. You ain't supposed to get high off your own supply. That's the big no-no. He did that anyway. And not only did he get himself in trouble, he got his friend in trouble too. And I didn't like that. I wasn't really a big fan of that. Um, You know, I think that that kind of... You know, like he knew what he was getting into, like he knew Big Perm wasn't no joke, you know what I'm saying? And, now, you know, he had he had his friend's house get shot up because, you know, he couldn't get his mind right. But then again, that's just another reflection, you know, as good as a person that, you know, at coming off as Smokey might seem, there's things, you know, within his character that could have, but this is all part of the experience. You know, those, you got your people that might be your partner, but you got to understand, you know, they have an issue. And that issue was was going to get them caught up. And uh, again, even though I don't like the character, again, it's another reflection. It's another reflection of of the neighborhood, another reflection of black existence, another a, a reflection of existence, period. Because you're going to have friends like that. You're going to have friends that you think are really good people, are really, you know, they treat you well. But, you know, the, and, and, and maybe, you know. Again, you know, and this is maybe I'm taking a little bit more than than, you know, taking a little bit out of where it needs to be. But again, you know, um, I just think it's a reflection uh, of what people deal with. You know, we have friends like that. We have friends like, that are fun to be around, that had those go-key but they just get into a lot of shit. You know, and sometimes you might have to cut that friend off. Sometimes that friend realizes that they're not, you know, they're not in the right place. And they cut themselves off like Smokey did. He said, fuck it. I'm going to go to rehab. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. And he was like, oh, I'm just playing. Well, maybe you should because he still want that money for that weed. That aint that ain't that is that didn't right. That did not figure itself out with him missing you like that. No, you got to have to pay for that. Mr. Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> that might not that, that might be the real reason why he ain't making to the second one. I think maybe, you know, big word might have ran up on that between the first, between uh Friday and next Friday. So, you know, you never know, you know. <laughs> but anyways, yo, I thought it was a good movie. You know, even to this day, um, years later, uh, I thought it was one of the best black movies we've ever had. Uh definitely a good and, and, and overall a good movie. Um, don't get me wrong, this was made on a three million dollar budget. Uh, and everybody got paid. Maybe except for Ice Cube, got paid five thousand, but uh, five thousand bucks to do it. And uh, and looking at it, that movie overall made twenty eight million on three on three million dollar budget, so it did make some profit. And it spawned not only just two other films, but just uh, black film in general. Um, and it pushed it throughout the nineties. I feel, and that was one of the main reasons we, you know, were able to to cross those barriers was because of that movie right there. You know, showing it that showing us that we can get it done. You know, not just as an, on an acting hype or any of that. We can make the whole movie for you. We can make the whole movie and get it done. And um I think that's that's that should be looked at as a not just the movie in general and just how good it was. And or, you know, just in box office and all that. But just the fact that it was made and how it was made and who's responsible for it. And, um, you know, we look at when we look back at that. And we understand that there's there's a whole bunch we can do. There's a whole bunch we can accomplish. And I think that's that's why movies like that are needed for us. All right, y'all. With that being said, we're gonna wrap today's show up. I hope you enjoyed it. This is the this is the Friday, early Saturday edition of Never Out of Bounce. This is El Jamar signing off. But we'll be back Monday. You know how we do it. Much love, y'all. Y'all have a good weekend.